Love this podcast? Support this show through the Acast supporter feature. It's up to you how much you give, and there's no regular commitment. Just click the link in the show description to support now. Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. Recently, I asked Mint Mobile's legal team if big wireless companies are allowed to raise prices due to inflation. They said yes. And then when I asked if raising prices technically violates those onerous two-year contracts, they said, what the f*** are you talking about, you insane Hollywood ass. So to recap, we're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows full terms at mintmobile.com. Spring is my favorite time to start a new workout routine. With the weather warming up, it feels easier to get into the rhythm of things. Whether you have 20 minutes or an hour for a Pilates class or outdoor guided walk, Peloton has everything you need to help you get going. Get a head start on summer with Peloton at OnePeloton.com. This next one, I feel like I have to give a trigger warning for Yoon. Oh, <laughs> oh my god. god. <laughs> I'm triggered already. <laughs> Hi guys, welcome to Lovecast, the Boys Love Podcast. I'm your host, Pixie, and with me are my co-hosts, Alexa and Kayla. Hello. So we are talking about BLs that deserve better. First, we have some tea time. <laughs> okay, I'll let you guys <laughs> explain it because you know the story. I'm just sitting here just being flabbergasted. I'm- <laughs> Yes. So basically, the other day, Korean news outlets kind of started leaking that there was an idol who originally remained unnamed. And like, there was this whole thing about trying to figure out who it was based on the clues. But there was this idol who it had come out that he had been arrested last year, basically for breaking into his ex's house, threatening her with a knife, choking her and basically trying to force her to get back together with him. And, you know, the the sentence they called for was one year in prison plus some other, like, probation and all the stuff on top of it. But the sentence ended up getting suspended. So he basically got off with just probation and I think some aspect of, like, community service or, like, anger management classes or something like that. And then they finally found his name, and it was Nam Yoon Song, who was the, he's an idol. He was in the group noir. He was also in season two of Produce 101. And he is currently cast in an upcoming BL drama called Oh My Assistant. So everyone was just kind of like shocked that this apparently happened like last October. So October, 2021. And after that happened and he got his suspended sentence is currently on probation. He was cast in this BL drama. So, first of all, the fact that this happened is, like, Jesus Christ. Yeah. And the fact that he was, like, actively being cast in things after the fact. And as far as we know, the production of this BL drama has not come out in the last couple of days and said, you know, we're dropping him from the production or anything yet. So, we don't know if they filmed it all, if they're just scrapping the whole thing, you know, like, what's going to happen. But they haven't said anything yet. So... 
Yeah. Yeah, like I said earlier, I don't understand how they thought that this would go under the radar. Like, with all the K-pop idols that have their past drawn out, like, uh, for being bullies in, mm-hmm. in high school or younger, and they think that, like, this stuff that happened a year ago won't, like, get found. I don't know. I don't know what their thought process was there. Like, or we were talking about... Know. And that's Yeah, maybe the production worse. had no idea. Yeah. Like, like, somehow this research. guy... Yeah, I don't... Wouldn't that kind of thing have to, like, be public information if you have a criminal record? So maybe they just did not do any background research on the people they were casting and had generally no idea that this had happened. Or maybe they somehow thought that they were above the power of netizens and the Korean news and thought they could keep it under wraps. I don't know, but... Yeah, the craziest thing about it all is, like, we were talking about this beforehand. The reason he ended up with a suspended sentence is because the courts ruled that he somehow accidentally did these things. So he accidentally threatened his ex-girlfriend with a knife and accidentally choked her and accidentally tried to force her to get back together with him. Yeah, I mean, this really (laughs) does smell like money. Like, he has either influence or money. And they tried to, like, cover up the whole thing. And, like, yeah. It's just crazy to me. I I feel like I'm always, like, shocked when these kind of things come to light. Even though, like, I know how horrible people can be and how corrupt the political courts can be. But, like, hearing that something like that, you can threaten someone with a weapon and choke them and assault them and somehow can still get it written off as, like, an accidental assault. Like, it's just, like, I'll never be able to grasp that in my brain, how that, how people could be so corrupt with stuff like that. I am speechless. Yeah. Same. (laughs) Yeah, so I guess we'll have to see what is going to happen with Oh My Assistant, if they're going to move forward with it with someone else, if they'll just scrap the whole production... Like I said, it's been, I guess, yesterday or the day before that this news came out and the production hasn't made any any announcements about it yet. So I'm not sure what's going to happen. I mean, I can imagine, I don't, I don't know how they'd go forward with keeping the guy in the cast at this point. So I feel like it's either going to be they go back to page one and recast or scrap the production if they can't afford to redo the casting process. But yeah, I don't know. I have no words for this. I'm just like, yeah. what the, how can this even happen? How corrupt? It's like, <laughs> I think they have like the mindset in the courts of wanting to rehabilitate people instead mm-hmm. of just like locking them up. But I feel like in instances like this, this person is a harm to others. Yeah. Like yeah, a physical but that's harm not, to like, others. Letting him go is not rehabilitation. That's just like right? enforcing yeah, that he can't get true. away with it. Yeah, because- I guess they see like probation and like anger management classes and that kind of stuff as part of the rehabilitation. <laughs> but I don't know. Norway has a really relaxed like system for comics. Like it's not like America. <laughs> they get their own room, their own bathrooms. Yeah, like it's humane because they need to be easy to like integrate with society when they get out. So it's yeah. basically like they're living 
outside inside the person. Yeah. Sort of, you know, like when a, you a life society. isn't supposed to like, change. Yeah. Like a still but they are society, still but... captured. They're mm-hmm. still inside. So yeah. it's still you don't have freedom. But yeah. that's rehabil- rehabilitation. Yeah. Like yeah. letting him go, like he doesn't give a fuck. He's gonna do that again. Yeah, I hope that they have some type of protection for his ex who he threatened, but I don't I don't trust them to have any sort of protection in place for her to keep her safe with him now only if, being on probation. Like Yeah. If they said that this was all accidental, they kinda like they put it yeah. the blame on her that she did something to deserve this. So they're yeah. not gonna protect her at all. Like I yeah. hope she like moves, like leave the country. God. I mean, politically, South Korea right now is not a good place to be for women or queer people. Yeah. Yeah. It's true, unfortunately. Mm -hmm. So, yeah, I don't know. I mean, I guess we'll see if any updates come out about it, but for right now, it's just kind of like, Jesus. Jesus. Yes. (laughs) Okay, to our a little more light content. (laughs) A little more positive content. It's always a transition from tea time <laughs> to our episode content. But, like, we often complain about stuff. So this time, we are gonna, like, hype up stuff. Yes. And um, either Alexa or Carla are gonna start this because I'm not prepared and I need time to think it through. Yeah, so I feel like the whole reason that when I was kind of brainstorming potential list episodes, the whole series that inspired this idea for me was He's Coming to Me, which was a GMN TV series that came out in 2018, 2019, um, with Om, Pawat, and Singto. And you guys have heard me talk about this show. Like, everyone knows that I, I love this show. It's one of my all-time favorite BLs, but, like, it got zero promotion from GMMTV. And we've kind of talked about, I think we mentioned in a past episode how, like, we're wondering if maybe it was because GMMTV didn't want to irritate the pariah fans by promoting Singto with another actor while he was still under the company, that kind of thing. But when the series first came out, GMMTV was not subbing it at all. And this was in a time period where they were at least subbing their BLs, even though it took a couple of days at a time. So the only way that, like, if you're watching it while it was airing, it's now on their YouTube channel, I believe. But if you're watching it while it was airing, you could only access it through fan subs. So, like, there was no real way for international fans to support it legally. They did very little promotion for it together, like Omen Sinkto. I think they had a couple photo shoots here and there. But, like, I mean, compared to what GMMTV will do for their other series and couples, like... They really had nothing going for them. And I feel like the show kind of did well solely on word of mouth from people who were enjoying it, talking about it to other people. And, like, it did end up winning awards. Like, Omen Singto won awards for best acting for some of their emotional scenes in the show. And I think Om won an award for his character's coming out scene in the show. So, like, there was a lot of impact that came from the series despite it getting zero promotion from GMMTV at all. But, like, whenever I think of, like, what the show could have been if it had been properly promoted by the company, I just think about, like, how much better it deserved. 
Mm-hmm. Yeah, I remember I, to watch it, I downloaded it off of someone's Google Drive. It was like Google Drive, yeah. I believe it was subbed by Pink Milk Subs. Yeah, I think so. Mm-hmm. No, I love Which Pink is a Milk throwback. <laughs> Such a throwback. <laughs> yeah. But yeah, like, and there was other shows airing at the same time that like GMMTV was actively putting out like subs for on their channel despite it taking like a couple days so it was like such a weird choice that they like did not sub this series at all and like did not mm-hmm. make it accessible to international fans in a legal manner at all so yeah it shows that they had like no faith in the show would be interesting for yeah. international fans mm-hmm. yeah yeah i think they just kind of expected like i think that was Sinkto's first BL he did after Sotis. So I wonder if they were like so, yeah. expecting that no one would tune in seeing Singto act with someone who wasn't Chris for the first time. Mm-hmm. Obviously he's gone on to act with like many other people in BL and queer media since then, but I wonder if they like expected it to flop without the Chris Singto power and fan support. Mm. Yeah. 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 I feel strongly about that one, too. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I think my big one, and I'm starting off with this because I cannot stress it enough, but Cupid's Last Wish mm-hmm. deserves yeah. more. And this series was, like, set to fail from the beginning because it was only released on Disney Plus Hotstar, which you, I guess, needed a VPN for and had to pay for if you were able to as an international fan. And it's like, yeah, now it's on YouTube. But I feel like they, GMMTV really fumbled the bag and, like, missed a very crucial time that they had to promote it just because they wanted to try to make it more exclusive. Yeah. And, mm, yeah. And with Earth like, Mix too. Like, that's so yeah. surprising that they did that with an Earth Mix show. Yeah. And, like, I personally think that Cupid's Last Wish is as good as Tale of a Thousand Stars. Ooh. And it just, like, pains me knowing that more people don't know about it because it wasn't promoted by GMMTV internationally. Mm-hmm. Which, like you said, doesn't make sense because Earth Mix are so popular. Yeah. But. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I was a little wary about it because it's like a body swap (laughs) VL, and sometimes those end up being cheesy, Mm. but I feel like with this one, they really had like a whole different intent with it, because I feel like all the other body swap BLs I've seen use it to kind of like gay bait (laughs) the audience. Mm. Mm Mm-hmm. But in Cupid's Last Wish, it's, like, used to kind of, like, make the siblings more empathetic towards each other and, like, understand what they're going through. Mm. And it's just, like, we have never gotten, other than this, a BL set on a dairy farm. (laughs) Like, that's so, (laughs) that's so unique. I didn't know that I needed Earth and Mix to play blue-collar farmers. Yeah, Just, like, the whole... (laughs) The whole vibe of it being in the country and stuff is so good. And, like, Jan and Mix look like siblings, so I thought the casting mm-hmm. was mm-hmm. really good. And, like, the fact that they're going on a road trip, I feel like it brings, like, a really warm and nostalgic vibe to the show. And there's just, oh, there's just so many good things. Like, there's so much good dialogue that's, like, really philosophical. 
I think the like way that they transition between the body swap is really clever. And yeah, I just feel like it deserved more accessibility for fans. Yeah. So, mm-hmm. yeah. yeah. I have such a bone to pick with Disney Plus Hotstar. And this was one of the big instances with it. It's also like a big issue in K-dramas right now that like any any drama that gets picked up by that platform is like not accessible if you're outside Mm -hmm. of an Asian region or can't afford to pay for Disney Mm -hmm. Plus in that region. So it kind of sucks. And like, yeah, they put it on YouTube eventually, but like by then you see all the spoilers online and the promotional period is over. So you just kind of feel like you're getting scraps basically. And it's just kind of like, I guess I'll watch it now. Like, I mean, getting the shows when they actually air and everyone watching simultaneously is more, there's sort of like this excitement and adrenaline coming from it. So if you have to wait for it to come out, you just lose that initial excitement. And it's like, I can't get that back. The same thing happened with the, what do you call it? Like a horror with the Bound and Prem? Ah, there. I know which one you're talking the, about, the, but I would not be able to tell you the title of it. Yeah, I can't remember the title, but anyways, like they aired it without subtitles and it was hard to get and then released it like six months later mm-hmm. on Netflix, I think. Yeah, actually. that sounds about right. Yeah. But like, who wants to watch it then? And they had like <laughs> clickbaited people with Bound Prem. Oh, scenes. with like the sex scene. Yeah. Yeah. Long, Long Kong. That's what it was. Long, Long Kong. Kong. Yes. Kong. Heather found the title. Yes. Long Kong. Long Kong. And they clickbaited like people with the hot seat. Like they were promoting this series with only Bound and Prem basically yeah. on social media. Yeah. And they had barely, like they die in the first two episodes. <laughs> like, geez. Of course. <laughs> but Pulling the gay people. they <laughs> said they had like an extended scene of like the hot sex scene they have. And that they never released that. Yeah. So they were flat out lying. Trying to capitalize on that. And it's kind of sad because like Bound and Prem were acting their asses off in that yeah. show. And it's actually a good show. If you watch it, it's really like thrilling to watch. Like it's not like a horror horror. It's like a psychological kind of yeah. situation. Yeah, like it's supernatural and everything like mm-hmm. gory mm-hmm. at times. <laughs> but yeah. It's a really interesting story, so it's worth actually watching, but you can't get that excitement now that, like, six months later. Like, who cares? Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Yeah. That time time between just, like, really kills all the excitement for something, I feel like. And then it's, like, also the excitement that comes from kind of like you were saying, like, everyone being able to watch something together and, like, everyone's tweeting in the hashtag, like, international fans, anti-fans, and Mm -hmm. people who have VIP access or whatever, Mm -hmm. like, the the feeling of, like, trying to trend things together and, like, going in the trending tags together and, like, you you know, if... an accomplishment. Yeah. And, like, you know, when you see something airing, like, Cupid's Last Wish and you see, like, Cupid's Last Wish EP 6 or whatever trending and, like, you know, you can't enjoy that and the content coming out because you won't be able to watch the show for like four or five months down the line so it kind of sucks yeah and i don't want to yeah. go on twitter to talk about a show that no one's watching yeah like, exactly what's the point? <laughs> like no one is gonna engage with you so yeah. you're just yeah. basically like yelling out into the thin air <laughs> <Maybe>. <laughs> 
<laughs> I feel like that's me. <laughs> oh my god. So, <laughs> for me, the first thing that came to my mind, I had to like look up the title or Alexa help me. <laughs> Calculating Love from mm. Mind Trio. They have a YouTube channel where they release this. It's a very, very short series and it's very low budget, but they did so much with the little budget they have and the actors were great in their parts and I really like enjoyed like the play on words and play on names and all that that was in there I think like they created a world with mm. those small like barely any episodes like I wish it had been longer but I understand because like it's very low budget. They yeah. struggled really hard to get episode, like the last episode out. Like it, yeah. it took a long time, a couple of months, I think, from when it was supposed to come out to when it came out. And they let everyone know that it was because they couldn't get like the budget to finish it yet. So it's really cute and it's worth watching. Like it's completely free and you're supporting like a small company. They have a new series out and I mean, I really respect a company that can take very small amount of money and make something good. Yeah. 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 You know, I think money doesn't always necessarily translate into a good production. Mm -hmm. So like, you know, we've seen plenty of shows that have, you know, strong companies backing them and a presumably a strong budget and like, My get, <laughs> you, you get absolute crap from the outcome. But you know, there's a lot of like smaller production and any production companies that are putting out really interesting and unique stories and have like a lot of good actors under their belt. But like, I feel like not being able to promote because you don't have a budget or, you know, people not wanting to look at things that are coming from like small indie production companies can like mm -hmm. really hold people back from like experiencing some of those things and mm -hmm. some of the, the series that they have to offer. Yeah. And obviously when they're so small budget, they don't have the money to like have big promotions. Exactly. You know, they can't mm -hmm. yeah. spend so a lot on gonna reach, that kind like, of say, have to like do everything with like mouth of word mm -hmm. and they've done fairly well with just like people promoting it for them yeah. sort of thing but more people should watch it like it's worth the couple yeah. of hours that you need to watch through it yeah i think like, it's, it's like six long. episodes or something, something I, like that. I think it's less than that i oh, think wow. it's more like three or four <laughs> yeah so i mean the good thing is like i feel like on Cloud9, which is the show they're doing now, I have seen a lot more talk about that one. Yeah. So hopefully, you know, the company is kind of gaining some ground and mm -hmm. some recognition through things like Calculating Love, and that'll be able to translate into future projects. Yeah. So my next one, and I did not purposefully choose two ghost BLs in a row, but <laughs> something in my room... I, I think we just talked about this in an episode, how I feel like this show 100% became a victim to something similar with, like, the Disney Plus, but, like, got caught up in capitalism and being caught behind paywalls. So something in my room was, I think one of the first BLs that Channel 3 was, like, producing entirely on their own. And because of that, they wanted to use it to promote their 
membership that they have on their website, Channel 3 Plus. And so it was locked behind the Channel 3 Plus paywall, which honestly, it was really cheap. Like I paid for it. It was like $2 for like a year's subscription or something like that. It translated into two US dollars. But the website was not very international fan friendly. So like I was able to register, but it took me a while to figure it out. And I had to use like my automatic, like my browser's translator and stuff to be able to get through a lot of the things um, to register. And then they decided to release it on YouTube as well, kind of like, I think an episode or two into it premiering. But they cut so much out of the YouTube edit. And it was so much crucial information. Like they weren't cutting out like small fluffy scenes or things that weren't needed. Like they were cutting out information that was crucial to the story making sense. And I don't know if they were doing that because they thought it would drive people to pay for the channel three plus subscription in order to get the full series or to get the full sense of what was happening. But like the episodes, almost every episode of the show was like an hour and 10 to an hour and 20 minutes. And the YouTube cut was almost always exactly 45 minutes. So we're losing upwards of 20 minutes to half an hour of important information in every episode. And so I saw so many people like rightfully complaining that the YouTube cut of the story did not make sense and did not do anything to bring them into what I thought was like a very well-told and very well-written like ghost romance story and, and nut and plan were great in it. And I just feel like it fell victim to such a weird choice from the production company standpoint and the cut of the episode that was accessible just like was like a jumbled mess basically that just like was not did not make sense or do the story justice Mm -hmm. yeah agree (laughs) with all of that as (laughs) usual (laughs) yeah i mean we've talked but i agree yeah yeah we've talked about that show a lot already yeah and it was it was a d-hub house production which they did lovely writer so good we all know how I feel about Lovely Writer. And the production was really well done. Like, you know, I, I just thought the story was so good. And, like, we watched it. A couple of us watched it together in the server. And, like, we would just be, like, gushing about it between us every week. Because no one on social media was, like, watching or getting the full impact of the series because of this, like, jumbled YouTube cut. And it was just so frustrating. <laughs> yeah. So my next one is another one that I feel strongly about. Bite me. The reason (laughs) I agree. um, The reason why I think this drama deserved better is not because it's underrated or like a lack of viewers, but I feel Mm. like it became an 11 episode long advertisement and Mm -hmm. like the line man sponsorship went way too far and it made the plot suffer as a result. Yeah. (laughs) Because like, it's such a beautiful story and like, there's so much symbolism about like Thai art and history Mm -hmm. and mythology, Mm -hmm. but like, it's almost completely overshadowed by this constant emphasis on the brand name and like using aesthetics to market it. Uh, And it's just like, yeah, like every series needs sponsors, but but it took so much away from it. Yeah. (laughs) 
there had to be a different way because like the concept of a food delivery boy falling for like this Michelin <laughs> chef is so good. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And it was just like completely ruined. The pacing of the show, I feel like, was completely ruined mm-hmm. by like how many times they had to show the brand logo or like emphasize yeah. that he's a line driver. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. There were it so many sucks. scenes that weren't mm-hmm. necessary for the sake of promoting yeah. the brand. It got really boring watching yeah. the line yeah. driving and stuff and see the like drivers standing outside talking. Yeah, and their little chit chat with their scooters. <laughs> Why am I watching this? <laughs> and those scenes were so long. And I'm like, yeah. why is this taking away from the actual like, story? I would have wanted, wanted more of like the side couple than watching all that yeah, line yeah. driving. They were thing. good too. Yeah. Like, it just sucks because like mm-hmm. I even watched the behind the scenes episode and like I saw how much creative thought the director and mm-hmm. the team were like putting into yeah. all the food, really the choices of what shot. they were showing mm-hmm. and like there's so much symbolism too with the food and it representing how the characters like feel about each other. Mm-hmm. And like side note, Mark's acting I feel like went through a huge improvement in this show, yeah. and like yeah, nobody absolutely. knows. I love Mark, like I have a soft spot for Mark. <laughs> I can't explain it. <laughs> it's like nobody yeah. got to see how much he improved in this show. Mm-hmm. Like he was so yeah. good. Yeah, <sighs> yeah. I guess like it was a salmon series too, and like yeah. up until now, like salmon, like both triage and manner of death, like. Their series adaptations have been so good, so um, good. despite Triage getting the AIS play curse, but you know what, that's fine. <laughs> but their adaptations have been so good, and it, it sucks because I remember when we talked to her, like she was so nervous about this novel and this adaptation because it was her first time writing comedy, which I feel like yeah. they did not translate they as much of the comedy. They did not translate the comedy um, into it really. at all. And like, it was, but it was so different from her typical genre that mm-hmm. she's become known for. And so, yeah. you know, I feel like she was very nervous about the adaptation mm-hmm. and it just she sucks was. that I feel like, I feel like it didn't live up to yeah. what it could have been based on what she wrote and based on what they had, like, in mm-hmm. terms of storyline. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and it's like, I don't know how she feels about the finished product, but I feel like they took her story and, like, stripped it of everything that made it good. Yeah. Like you said, like, there wasn't the comedy there. They had the emphasis on food, but sometimes, again, because it was with line, there was, like, a big emphasis on it. Yeah, I mean, <laughs> too much. would have gotten so much more out of it if they just hadn't been in it so much. Mm-hmm. Yeah. 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 So one that just popped into my head when we were talking about a little bit older shows is Why Are You? Mm-hmm. I yeah. freaking love that story. I love it. Me too. I, I think it's perfect. It's got like spice, it's got story, it's got like. Re- I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me, because you didn't use LinkedIn Jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates, like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com people today. 
Spring is my favorite time to start a new workout routine. With the weather warming up, it feels easier to get into the rhythm of things. Whether you have 20 minutes or an hour for a Pilates class or outdoor guided walk, Peloton has everything you need to help you get going. Get a head start on summer with Peloton at OnePeloton.com. Wow. Nice. Yeah. What you're hearing are the sounds of people everywhere putting on Bomba socks, underwear, and T-shirts made from absurdly soft materials that feel like plush clouds. Yeah, that plush. And the best part? For every item you purchase, Bombas donates another to someone facing homelessness. Bombas. Big comfort for everyone. Go to bombas.com slash ACAST and use code ACAST for 20% off your first purchase. That's bombas.com slash ACAST. Code ACAST. Hey, folks. I'm Mark Marin from the WTF Podcast, and this episode is brought to you by Kleenex Ultra Soft Tissues your ally to help tackle your allergy symptoms this season. I love the change of seasons, but nobody loves pollen and all those other things floating in the air that make you sneeze during this nice weather. Kleenex Ultra Soft Tissues are hypoallergenic and allergist approved. So fight back against watery eyes and runny noses without worrying about irritating your skin. For this allergy season, grab Kleenex and face allergies head on. Ridiculous comedy mm. added to it. It's got soft moments. It's got everything. But they ruined it <laughs> with the last couple of episodes. Like the fan service is just, it's just so much. And yeah. I understand they had to do it because of the pandemic. But again, like, can you just stop filming and wait until you can film properly? Because the, the added extra episodes they did for Sci-fi Jimmy and Tommy's yeah. story. It just um, didn't hit the same way. Like they tried no. to finish their story with those special episodes. Yeah, and it just it like was, was not much. there. Yeah. yeah, It was too much. Just like, why are you? The last episodes was too much Tudor mm-hmm. and Piter. Like they, it was too, like the perfect mix was both of these two couples just like they balanced each other off so well but if you just got one of them like straight through it's too much yeah Yeah. i sometimes forget like how many besides those two like they couldn't even properly distribute the time between (laughs) tutor fighter and siphazon but they also have like four side couples beyond that. That yeah, like okay. Max I Nat forgot about and those. the cat. Like, I don't even remember those. <laughs> Ignore it. <laughs> the cat couple that Sang was a part of, and I had totally blocked that out of my memory. And like, I mean, that was, was a choice. Adding those, like, that was a choice. <laughs> exactly, and, and that's like another thing. It's like you know, I get that they didn't anticipate the pandemic and the filming issues that they would run into because of it, but. Mm-hmm. Like, sometimes some people, some productions are a little bit too ambitious with the mm-hmm. the amount of pairings that they choose to include. Yeah, um, I mean, and this was definitely one of them. They said they wanted yeah. to, like, show off the whole Domandi. Uh, yeah, they were literally like, ensemble. every Domandi boy needs to be gay <laughs> in this it. series somehow. <laughs> Didn't that guy who got, like, taken away for killing his girlfriend? Yes, yeah, he was a toy. Yes. He was in that show. Yeah. Yes, he was. So there was him, you know, mm-hmm. so a no, curse production. No, deserved better? It deserved a lot better, and it, like, it's a great story, so it's It started so off so yeah. strong. But there's a redemption arc here. It's getting a Korean adaption. 
Yeah, we'll see if it's a redemption arc. <laughs> Hopefully it's a redemption arc. <laughs> I don't know. Um, I was so confused out of all... And I think it's because, obviously, I think Domundi has made a connection with the production company in Korea because, like, the boys were over there for a cutie yeah. pie fan meet and stuff like that. But done, like, out of all of the series yeah. that Korea is choosing to adapt, why <laughs> are you? <laughs> it's so weird. Yeah. And, like, Max and Matt are going to have a cameo in it, and, like, yeah. it's only going to be eight episodes, uh, 30 minutes each. So, like, I just don't know they what, how it's going to work. They probably out all the side couples. That's guaranteed. Yeah. They probably just so. have the two main. And that I could but, see somewhat working, but, but I don't know. Are they gonna have like the aggressive like relationship that Tudor and Fighter have? Because yeah, like, I feel like that's a part they? of why are you that like Yeah, and it's so not K drama to go at it. <laughs> <laughs> we are not gonna have three beach episodes in any K drama. <laughs> No, but just like the original, like kiss that Tudor and Tyler has yeah. on the couch. Mm-hmm. Do you remember? Like, mm-hmm. yeah. dude, their lips are swollen after that. Yeah. <laughs> How can you can you imagine like a K drama have that? No, not not no. in BL. <laughs> not in a BL. That's for certain. I am yeah. so curious. I am. I so don't curious. know how it's gonna end up, but it's, it's happening. Like Max and Matt are I'm in Korea now. So so excited to watch that. <laughs> yeah, I don't know. That was. It's gonna be interesting to see how it comes to be. Yeah. Yeah. Your next one. So my next one was from the Philippines, and it came out last year, and that is Stuck on You. So I think this one kind of, obviously, the Philippines went really hard on the quarantine BL genre. Like after, I think, Game Boys and Guy Saw Pelicula kind of did that genre really well, they kind of just started pumping them out like bad boys lockdown and like all these other things that were based around the quarantine and pandemic and stuff like that and i think stuff when you kind of came out towards the later end of like the filipino bl boom like things obviously have quieted down in the philippines since then and this one came out last year in the summer of last year but i just like was surprisingly like Despite it being another quarantine BL, I thought they had some elements that kind of separated it from the others. This idea of like, I guess it's not like that unique, but like you're going to hook up with someone and then, you know, you find out that your neighborhood is going on lockdown. So now you have to coop up with this complete stranger for 14 days. And it kind of was similar to Boys Lockdown in that way. But I think this one went into a lot more emotional aspects that boys lockdown kind of stayed like cute and light and sweet like they went in a lot to the trauma of the main characters and issues with their ex-partners and Mm -hmm. their sexuality and it was just like very very deep and very emotional they covered loss of like you know losing someone due to covid and like that impact and like there was a lot of good elements i think and i thought that yves and io who played the main actors like did had a really great chemistry with each other and both did really well with with their characters and kind of tapping into those emotions but i think just because you know the filipino market was so oversaturated at that point especially because with the quarantine bls (laughs) 
and a lot of, you know, not as higher quality productions. A lot of crap. <laughs> Pixie says it the blunt way, I say it the nice way. <laughs> but yeah, I think it just kind of like, you know, not a lot of people were interested in it, and that's totally fair, but I just like surprisingly really enjoyed watching every single episode of it, and I thought it was really well done for you know, something that was such an oversaturated genre of, like, quarantine Filipino BLs. I thought it was one of the better ones that came out among them, honestly. Mm-hmm. Yeah. This next one, I feel like I have to give a trigger warning for Yoon. Oh, <laughs> oh, Yoon oh my god. Warning. I'm <laughs> triggered already. <laughs> I triggered myself. <laughs> but why, why, why? Mm. The reason being, I think this series is highbrow comedy, and I'm not even saying that yeah. to be comedic. Like, mm. I think people didn't understand what they were trying to do, um, but like, it it's was brilliant. giving. Like, people, yeah, people <laughs> it wrote was. it off as <laughs> complete nonsense, but it is really. But that, that's the, like literal point of the show. That was the point, yeah. Exactly. (laughs) Exactly. So well. It was so funny. It was. Oh my god, I like I cannot forget when they jump into like the washing machine that's just yeah, then it's peak (laughs) comedy, dude. The when you recreated that on TikTok. Yeah. Oh my gosh. And you were like in your laundromat. Like Yeah, I like I noticed that yeah, Copy A Bangkok is, like, really good at making dramas that are self-aware yeah. and that, like, seem very chaotic but are genuinely well thought out. And so, mm-hmm. like, with YYY, I really love how they did that thing where they took all these BL tropes and, like, over-exaggerated them to kind of make mm-hmm. a point about them being predictable and overused. Mm-hmm. And it kind of, like, reminded me of Zetai BL in that way, except I think a lot yeah. of the satire was specifically related to Thai BL and, like, Thai yeah, humor. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. 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 Yeah, no, I, I um, think Copy of Bangkok is very, like, they make stuff that you actually you have to think about, like, yes. when watching. Like, it's not just mindless entertainment you actually have to use your brain when you're watching it. Even like this, like high comedy, like utter nonsense. It's, <laughs> if you just like watch it and think about what you're watching, you're gonna understand the comedy in it. Yeah. And the yeah. actors were awesome. Like they did. They so, were like Poppy. I love like, Talay. Poppy. Poppy. Yes, Poppy. Poppy the icon was in it. Of I course, literally Talay Talay was in it. And, like, it's the only show that I actually think that he who shall not be named is good in. <laughs> I, I actually think... I think him having, like, little to no expression worked a yeah, lot for that show. That one. Yeah, it does. <laughs> like, even he, that was satirical. Yeah, right? He's completely clueless on what he's doing, and it's, it works so well. 
Oh, it's so good. The Boa doll is my favorite thing. <laughs> oh my god. <laughs> yes. One I'm thing like, that I really love. On TV. I love it. Yeah. Oh, they didn't hold back. One thing no, that I really no. love about this series is that, like, even though it all takes place in the same, like, apartment complex, they turn mm-hmm. it into, like, its own universe. Yeah. With, like, all of the set changes and everything is just so elaborate. Mm-hmm. So. Like, you never get bored. It's just, like, mm-hmm. like genuinely, I laughed from the beginning to end. Mm-hmm. I think it's good. Yeah, no. And it, I think if brilliant. people like sitcoms, they'll like it. Yeah, yeah. for sure. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah, I, mean, I haven't, like, watched another show that can do comedy in that way and make it work. I think, yeah. like, that. that's what my day was trying to do. But they were doing it so badly that it's just like, it was a train wreck. Yeah. Same with, um, that's my candy, unfortunately. Like, I feel like yeah. they were just trying to have that same level of, like, yeah. highbrow humor, and it just, like... It just flew over Fell flat. Head. Did like, not work. It no. did not work. They didn't, no. they didn't commit the way that YYY did. Yeah. YYY committed. <laughs> <laughs> oh, that's brilliant. Okay, so my next one is Long Time No See. Like, I know technically it's not a BL, but I think that, like, every BL fan should watch it. And I think people would be surprised at how well it is, like, how good it is. It's low budget, but, again, really well done for the low budget. Mm -hmm. And... The story is so unique, and yeah, it has some aspects that are a tiny bit confusing at times. Like, you don't know where, who is who, and where is where, and like, there are some cuts that are a little bit jarring for the story, but that's because it's low budget. But as a whole, it is so good, and I was surprised at how much I liked it when I watched it. Yeah. And... It has a great plot twist at the end. And yeah, no, I just think everyone should try. Like, not enough people have watched it. It's from 2017, right? It's yeah, pretty old so right now. It's an older one. Yes. Yeah. yeah, it's five years old and it still holds up. Like, I watched it last year, mm-hmm. I think. Yeah, yeah, it was last year. Yeah. Yeah. I remember because you. Yeah, I was freaking out. I was freaking out. I mean, like violence and yeah, it it was just like it was up my alley. Yeah, yeah. I feel like anything like Strawberry as a whole could be on the list of deserving better because Mm -hmm. they just like they've been in the game for so long, just like giving us yes, mainly queer media as opposed to BL, but like such good stories and they're typically so short and like they can do good storytelling better than some like full length BLs have done. Mm -hmm. So yeah, I would just love to see them get more recognition. I do think like Strongberry are very good at like balancing the male and female gaze. Like it's not too much of like the male gaze like you can in some gay shows. Mm -hmm. But it's it has, like, elements in it that really, like, remind you of BL. Mm-hmm. Just, like, with Heartstopper. It kind of, like, even though it's not a BL, it does, like, it just gives you, like, the same feeling as when you're mm-hmm. watching BL. Yeah. 
Yeah, definitely. Some of those same fluttery moments and things that draw you in the same way. Storytelling and not just like fan service for the sake of fan service. Yeah, definitely. Yeah. Yeah. So for me, this is not a TV show. It is a pairing from a TV show. And I'm going to say I think that Ram King deserve better solely because I am not convinced that we'll ever see season two of my engineer or see their story get completed the way it deserves to. We literally Um, need to pitch for Lit to do like just Ram King. Literally. Right. Yeah. yeah. Just do like do a reboot. Just do Ram King. I need someone to take that story from Try Creation take Lit with it and then like have someone else completely different just like give us the ramping resolution thing. we yeah. deserve because yeah I don't I'm not convinced that Tri Creation will ever actually give us the season two yeah. that we were promised and to be honest I don't know if I trust them to make the changes that need to be made to Ram King's yeah. story to yeah. based on the novels and stuff to make it a decent story so yeah I mean what we got of them was so good and like we were talking to Lit during our interview about, like, the second couple, kind of, like, when they take over the show. And I feel like this was, like, the number one example of that happening. The chemistry and the elements of their story and their character development that was just, like, so good. And just, like, thinking about it not getting resolution. Yeah. And I think that's why I hate when stories are automatically set up to have a season two. Because Mm -hmm. then you run into these issues and season two never comes and you're left with no resolution. Mm-hmm. I think an open end can be good if it's planned for, but if you yeah. leave something open ended with the thought that you will definitely have another season Closing. to resolve it, yeah. then it just like, it feels unresolved and yeah. it sucks. And I'm sad. Because, I like, really think like Perth and Talay with like all the experience that I've gotten the last years oh after God, I can imagine how they would so take the story good. to a whole different level. Like, they would. Yeah. Yeah. I'm just so like, like watching like, you know, Perth and Talay have done the Ram King retrospective where they like mm-hmm. go back and watch all of their scenes on Perth's YouTube and like watching them like go through, especially the later episodes where their stories started like really picking up and like talking about how they understood the characters and their motivations and the things they were doing. And like, mm-hmm. I definitely agree that like with the experience that they've gotten now through like Copier and Perth with Cutie Pie and Kim Porsche mm-hmm. and uh, they would, they would do so they well be, if they were they able be, to continue with the project. I just mm-hmm. like, yeah, I want it to happen, but I don't know if we'll ever see it. I don't trust mm-hmm. that we'll ever see it deserve the light deserve the light reach the light of day I guess is more what I meant to say (laughs) and for that reason I think that they deserve better Mm -hmm. yeah agreed these next two I'm gonna combine because they're both Korean BLs and I just thought of them but I think you make me dance and first love again both deserve better I think they're both incredibly, incredibly, yep, Heather's on the same, (laughs) Heather's on the (laughs) same wavelength as me. (laughs) He made me dance in the chat as soon as you said that. (laughs) Oh my gosh, yeah, we're just connected today. But all for the same reasons, like, they both have great stories, great acting, 
They're both shorter and have smaller budgets, but they're able to pull off a lot in that time frame. And First Love Again actually came out when like everyone was wanting longer form Korean BLs. And it was mm-hmm. like the first longer form one that came out, mm-hmm. but I feel like I didn't really yeah, see it. It was like 12 talk about episodes it. or something like that, wasn't it? It was like, I just looked it up. I think it was eight episodes, but the episodes would be like 30 to 40 minutes. Mm, okay. So, yeah, that definitely makes a time to yeah. flesh out a story. Yeah, I don't have much else to say about them. I just think that more people should watch them because they're both mm-hmm. good. Yeah. I really liked you make me dance. I have not watched First Love again, I will say that, but I really liked you make me dance and I agree that I think it deserved better and deserved more recognition. Yeah. Agreed. What popped into my head when Alexa was doing her thing is oxygen. Oh, Ooh, I agree with that. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> This yes. a second season. And also, like, I have a gripe with people. People are complaining about, is it not? Not, yeah. Not. His acting. Like, he wasn't acting well enough, and, but that's the character! Dude! He's <laughs> yeah. supposed to be like that! He's <laughs> acting good! Like, it's the same with Until We Meet Again and Cow. Yeah. People were like, be yeah. like, oh, he's so stoic, he's not moving. No! He's supposed to be like that! Stop it! <laughs> I was so annoyed! <laughs> with like the whole storyline with the dad and the dad looking like he was the same age as not and it's just it's fine that's like trivial but it they should have had a second season yeah like yeah yeah and yeah that's another thing where like you set someone up to expand on a second season and they had all the plans to give them like a spin-off story even when they said that they weren't going to do the second season of oxygen yeah. um, the poo and cow i think were their names, the characters, but so obviously cute. that fell through. But yeah, I will say, like, you can tell that Nuts acting in Oxygen was him playing the character because if yeah, you look at him right. in something in my room, you can yeah, see he's how a lot like, more expressive, yeah, and just like because yeah, that's yeah. the character. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> And it's just been spurred, and it just came out. (laughs) Um, (laughs) I will say this one for Heather, since she put it in the chat. Her honorable mentions that she wanted mentioned were the best story with Yen and War, which I think was 
only three episodes, wasn't it? It was like very, very short and very emotional and very sad from what I know. And yes, it had like an open ending, but the acting was, I feel like, you know, we talked about how much Yin has improved and I feel like Mm -hmm. the best story was another example of showing like the difference between him and and of love and between then and love mechanics, like the best story kind of came out and definitely showed some improvement from him. Mm-hmm. And also Golden Blood, specifically the second pairing. Although I do think Golden Blood as a whole could have been good if a lot of elements were different. <laughs> if they had changed like everything, it could have been good. Yeah, it's like Kayla was talking about how it's campy. Yeah. And, and some people yeah. like that, and that's fine. But I think that that story would have worked really well if they just like leaned into making it darker. And yeah, yeah. See, I think yeah. like they either had to commit to making it darker or lean into the campy element of it. But I think they kind of landed on this place where like they wanted it to be dark and serious, but like it came off campy and like mm-hmm. that didn't <laughs> do well for everyone like some like the fight scenes oh. and um, <laughs> guns acting <laughs> um, but I don't but, think that's guns fault I think they yeah, made him do the, that the script like, was like yeah. not, I've not seen gun act well like it's yeah. just like they keep trying to use him for like comedic relief and I was yeah. just like yes he's lead he's not gonna be that it's like kind a happy story relief. yeah and then they use him like that again and I'm just like what are you even doing yeah. that boy deserves better <sighs> but like they really had gold with the secondary pairing in that show and I feel like they did not utilize that enough like I feel like they were one of the really solid elements despite a lot of other aspects of the show not coming together as well. I thought that secondary pairing was like really, really good. And most people who watched the show preferred once again, that, that pairing over the mains, but mm-hmm. yeah, I think, I think it had potential and I don't know if I would say like, it would have had a lot, it wouldn't use a lot of changes, I think to be like truly on the deserved better list. But I think (laughs) (laughs) the secondary pairing (laughs) and certain elements of it definitely deserve better. Yeah. I feel like it wanted to be history trapped so bad. (laughs) Oh, imagine if it was like a Thai version of history trap, like a proper history trap. Oh, that would be really cool. That. Like, History yeah. Trap is, like, top tier. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. Do you have any more, Kayla? The only other one that I could think of is Corn Things, the Filipino mm. one. Mm-hmm. And it's the same thing where it had a really low budget, and it was just all set in, like, one apartment. But yeah. I think that their acting and the writing made it so good. And it was, like, very quirky, but, like, not in a way where it was trying to be quirky. (laughs) But, like, I don't know. I just thought the writing was really clever. And I just, I love the actors in it. I think they're really good, especially for being pretty much rookies. But, yeah, that's the only other one I can think of. Yeah. So the last one for me is the End of Love series, since... Mm -hmm. It's the whole thing. Yeah. The whole thing. Like, obviously, <laughs> love mechanics have gotten, like, its redemption. 
but the two others are also the stories are really good and like I've read the novel I know what happens like this is love story was filmed during the pandemic mm-hmm. so they couldn't like film like key points from the novel and it just like fell flat because of that like it's a very like funny sweet story from like the novel and really interesting but it just like there is so much more to it than they could show and i was really disappointed watching it because like the, i know the actors could do better too mm-hmm. and obviously the first one what's it called again i uh tasara tasara yeah yeah, yeah. tasara yeah, I mean, even people were complaining about the actor, and I'm just like, dude, give him a rest. Like, they were, they butchered his makeup. That was not oh, his yeah, I remember seeing that, yeah. <laughs> and people yeah. were complaining that he had, like, some beef in the trunk. But dude, he's a good-looking boy. Stop it. <laughs> he had a sway in the, <laughs> the hips. <laughs> Why would they complain about that? That's like a plus. yeah, right. Who <laughs> doesn't love some good hip action? <laughs> but that said, I do. I do actually love the actor they recast for uh, the Doctor oh. in Love Mechanics. Yeah, yeah, I, I did like them a lot. I did Mechanics. like the recasts in uh, Love Mechanic. I did. Yeah. So I know a lot of people are hoping that they would also do This Is Love Story like mm-hmm. they did with the Love Mechanics, but with, um, what's his name? Mark Seawatt, because apparently him mm-hmm. and Prom are like in unofficial ship that and like he had a cameo in love he had a cameo like they are so baiting yeah so a lot of people are wondering if maybe that'll happen but i don't know i hope um lit does it if so because he did so such a good job with love mechanics he should like if anyone will give it the proper respect from like the novel and the original short then it would be him yeah i agree maybe if we're lucky Mm-hmm. We'll have to dig. <laughs> Detective. <laughs> Detective Pixie is on the job. Okay, do we have any more? None for me. Nope. Okay. So that's it for this week's episode. Leave a comment down below or over on our social media uh, telling us which BLs you think deserve better. If you enjoyed the episode, Please rate, review, and follow us wherever you get your podcasts and subscribe to our YouTube channel. Sharing this episode with your friends really help us out. Thanks for joining us for this week's episode and we'll see you again next week. Bye. Bye. I wish I could go and check my... um my drama list list but i cannot remember my login oh i would be nowhere without my my drama list i use that whenever we do list episodes like this to i cannot remember my login
Hey, it's Danny Pellegrino from Everything Iconic. Ready to upgrade your style game without blowing your budget? Check out Quince. They've got all the good stuff, shirts and polos, activewear and fine leather goods, all at 50 to 80% less than other high-end brands. And the best part? They're all about safe, ethical and responsible manufacturing. Get that luxury vibe without the luxury price tag. Hit up quince.com slash upgrade for free shipping and 365-day returns on your next order. That's quince.com slash upgrade. Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And it's all priced at 50% to 80% less than similar brands. Plus... Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com slash pack for free shipping and 365-day returns. Want to get a chiseled look in the jawline? Sculpt and shape your jawline with added volume from Juvederm Volux XC. Juvederm Volux XC is an injectable gel specifically designed to be robust enough to improve moderate to severe loss of jawline definition. And it is the first and only hyaluronic acid filler approved for the jawline. Add volume to your jawline for a chiseled look with Juvederm Volux XC. For important safety information and to find a licensed specialist, visit Juvederm.com. That's J-U-V-E-D-E-R-M.com. Not for people with severe allergic reactions, allergies to lidocaine, or the proteins used in Juvederm. Common side effects include injection site redness, swelling, pain, tenderness, firmness, lumps, bumps, bruising, discoloration, or itching. There's a risk of unintentional injection into a blood vessel, which can cause vision abnormalities, blindness, stroke, temporary scabs, or scarring. Talk to a licensed specialist to find out if it's right for you. Visit Juvederm.com. That's J-U-V-E-D-E-R-M.com.